Freedom Federal Credit Union is featuring a 0% APR for 15 months on purchases and balance transfers. For every dollar you spend on Freedom's Visa Platinum Rewards credit card, earn three times the points on restaurants, two times the points on gas and groceries, and one point on everything else, plus a 2,500-point bonus on your first purchase. Apply at freedomfcu.org visa. APR is annual percentage rate. Rates are available on approved credit. Federally insured by the NCUA. Full terms and disclosures at freedomfcu.org visa. November is probably probably my favorite month of the year. Um, and it's not because it's fall, it's Thanksgiving, nothing like that. No. The main reason is November 10th and November 11th. November 10th, of course, being the Marine Corps birthday. And November 11th being Veterans Day. And myself being a Marine Corps veteran, I wanted to do some podcast for the month of November or end of October with other veterans. Uh, unfortunately, it was hard to get some. I mean, I reached out to all the legions, to the VFWs, the Marine Corps League detachments, and some other places, and I was having a hard time finding some veterans. So, um, you know, you got to do what you can do, and thank you know, thank God Alicia from Found of Faith Ministries, she found a Marine Corps veteran and reached out to me and asked about coming on the podcast. So, of course, <laughs> you know, I'm a Marine. I said, yeah, bring a brother on. Of course, I would Yeah, love to have him on. So I had Chad from J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling come on. And I probably just messed up that name, but that's okay. He'll holler at me if I did. Uh, they, he came on. Of course, we talked about the business, which is a veteran-owned business. And a lot of veterans worked there. But we also talked about, of course, you know, the Marine Corps life. Now, I was in earlier than him, so it's changed a little bit. But also helping other veterans. There's, yeah, it's a lot when you're coming out of the military, it could be hard. And we talked about that. Uh, also, people going into the military, sometimes, you know, they want to, but they don't know who to talk to. They'll talk to the recruiters. Yeah, but the recruiters are going to, you know, they're salespeople. They're going to tell you some things that you want to hear. But when they talk to other veterans, hopefully they're finding out the true scoop on things. Now, granted, I was in, I went in in 81, so it is a lot different from what it is today. You know, um, I don't know if it's for the better or for the worse. It's hard to say. Everybody's different, so... Um, but anyways, on this episode of Harford County Living, which I want to especially thank Freedom Federal Credit Union for sponsoring, I have Chad Allen, a fellow Marine, Semper Fi brother, and Alicia Hamilton on, and Alicia's been on before, again, founder of Found and Faith Ministries, and we talk about uh, the veterans and the Marine Corps birthday and a couple other things, so sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy it. This is the Harford County Living Show, voted as Harford County's favorite local podcast, introducing you to local businesses, organizations, artists, musicians, and more. Harford County Living, there's no place like it. Here's your host, Rich Bennett. I'd like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living. Today we are sitting here with somebody that was on in the past who's been ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Goodness, uh, Rich. Uh, no. Alicia, Alicia from Found and Faith Ministries is here, as well as Gracie. Say hi, Gracie. Nothing. No, just wagging nothing. her tail. And we have uh, with us today a fellow Marine. Right. Who uh, started a veteran-owned business. Yes. Called J-Dog Junk, Junk Removal and Hauling. Yep. And is it franchise too? It is. So I, I'm not the founder. I, okay. we, we started our specific franchise, but not the J-Dog Junk Removal franchise. All right. Explain to everybody yeah, it's a little about complicated. the fr franchise because it's yep. only veterans can own the franchises, right? Well, so it's either a veteran or a family member of a veteran. Okay. So uh, back in 2014, uh, right outside of Philadelphia, uh, a gentleman named Jerry Flanagan uh, started franchising uh, J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Uh, the initial franchises were sold off in the Philadelphia surrounding area. Okay. Um, and then it quickly started to get a little bit of notoriety and started spreading to uh, other major cities. Uh, I got involved with a couple other gentlemen uh, who are not veterans but established businessmen. Right. Uh, they were in other franchising uh, businesses, pods, for example. Okay. And um, yeah, we started in October of 2016 uh, with one truck, a trailer. It was me and uh, one territory, which is considered uh, a population of 250,000 people, like those clusters of zip codes I guess. good size territory <laughs> it, it is um it's hard for county yeah yeah <laughs> so uh that was in southern chester county pennsylvania okay and then uh given the uh experience of my bosses they quickly recognized that this was going to be a a pretty scalable and replicable model to to build and we just locked on uh, right of first refusal uh, from baltimore up the 95 corridor and we just started uh, opening up territories every quarter and kind of just trying to keep up with the growth and yeah expanding. that is awesome mm -hmm. yeah. now i take it would you say the guy's name was jerry jerry flanagan i take it he's no. a marine too negative he is what uh, he was uh army yeah well wait a minute how to come how well, did he get I chesty mean, from well the good i you know to be honest with you i don't know i think he was uh he was a wireman in the army okay i guess his nickname was j-dog so that was where the uh the name comes from okay uh the bulldog you know i don't really that, yeah at least in case you don't know who chesty is uh, no. that, that's chesty's the marine corps mascot which is an english okay. bulldog oh uh, okay i've they seen that after, yeah. of course chesty puller one of the greatest marines of all time so okay, um, okay. yeah because when i saw your jeep which i love the way it's wrapped i saw mm -hmm. the 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 bulldog. I'm like, oh, okay, we got a yeah. head here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was. Or he, wow, that's pretty. He's National Guard, I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but he's got a bunch of Marines supporting him. So okay. Yeah. Veterans supporting veterans. You know, it doesn't. To, to me, I've always said, you know, when we're in, we, we're always even after we're out, we're always cracking on the other branches because, well, let's face it, the Marine Corps is the best. Um, yeah. You know, but to me, if I don't care what branch you served in, if you served. You know, you got my respect. Absolutely. There's a common bond. Yeah. Uh, there's a camaraderie once you're in and you're serving around like-minded people. And uh, once you get out and your your uh, bubble kind of expands, I guess, back into uh, normal life, it's yeah. when you find those guys that kind of have that common bond and that have served, uh, you, you definitely, there's like an instant. But you know what? The one thing I have noticed, yeah. and I don't know if you noticed this or not, because, you know, uh, like I said, my brother-in-law, and I wish he was here, he's the Air Force. I have friends that were in the Army. I have friends that I served with that were in the Marine Corps. And then 
later on, for some reason, went into the Army. Uh-huh. But it seems like everyone that was in the Marine Corps stays in touch with the people they served with. But you don't see that with the other branches as much. Uh, there is definitely... It's definitely a brotherhood. Uh, 100%. It is like the... It's, it's the largest gang. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, I see a I see an Eagle of an Anchor bumper sticker or I see, uh, you know, a Marine Corps t-shirt or something like that. Like, that person's automatically, like, kind of on my radar. Like yeah. Kind of, like... Kind of like you're like watching out for them. Like yeah. it's uh, it's it's just, it is a little different. But I think that uh, like through we have a couple uh, army guys, like a couple airborne mm-hmm. uh, gentlemen served OIF, OEF, and they they have like the special for the special operations uh, departments in each other branch. I think that they have that common bond too. Yeah. But Marines are like a special kind of crazy. It's like there's a. We are. <laughs> There's a certain thing about Marines that I just didn't really get until I got out and then started getting involved within the veteran community is that yeah. we're usually the loudest guys in the room. We're usually <laughs> the ones, that, you know, I, no better friend, the worst enemy. I mean, that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And when did, when did you serve? Uh, I joined in 2003. Oh, uh, you are young. Yeah. So I'm 34 years old. Uh, I'm the old one here again. <laughs> yeah, I joined out of high school. Even older than Gracie. Yeah. <laughs> I went to uh, Fallujah in 2005. Oh, wow. And then again in 2007. Uh, after my deployments, I went out to the Marine Corps Communications Electronics School. Uh, I was an instructor for three years. Uh, did a little like ancillary martial arts stuff uh, for the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program. Uh, and then after that, I went to Paris Island. I was a drone instructor for three years. Really? Yep. Did uh. <sighs> 10 training cycles, and then uh, after my tour was complete, I went to 3rd Battalion, 6 Marines in the fleet. I was there for about probably six months. They opened up uh, a program called Voluntary Separations Program, and if you were a staff and CO that fell within a certain uh, time and grade, time and service, uh, you qualified to get out because they were downsizing due to the drawback of troops yeah. in, Afghan- in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I just kind of saw it as my opportunity to kind of like jump ship. I was at 11 years. I have a daughter that lives in New Jersey. Uh, she was five at the time. She's 10 now. And I just kind of saw it as, all right, like this is kind of the your chance to get back and yeah. get out and like get involved in her life. And kind of like I was still I was 30 years old, kind of like in my prime, figured I was going to go to school when I got out. So I just got out, moved to Philadelphia, went to school, uh, worked as a laborer for a commercial contractor, learned how to do a little bit of carpentry, learned how to do some demo work and stuff that's kind of carried over into what we're doing today yeah, with the, yeah. that's so, cool man yeah and how did you how did you and alicia end up getting or meeting getting together like your boy for girlfriend so, no, uh, i was actually down here interviewing uh, a gentleman who was doing some paperwork at his uh stepfather's uh law office and i was going to go interview him there uh, he's in the marine uh and when I walked in, there for was the like, business, I take it. Yes, for okay. for J Dog. Yep, we're looking. We were we're still looking to kind of expand our team okay. down in Baltimore. Uh, and when I walked in, her and I started talking, and then I interviewed him. And when I came out, she was like, "Oh, I definitely need to introduce you to my friend Alicia." Like, uh, Lisa, you met Lisa Cox, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. so she kind of connected us, and then I, on my ride home back up to Philly, I ended up calling her, and and we connected, and then sitting here with you today and we're still kind of working on how to work together but 
I've um, Lisa's a good friend of mine that uh, at the law office. Mm-hmm. I imagine, yeah, she's kind of more like a sister to me. And um, when you messaged me, you were like, "You have a really good advocate yeah. <laughs> speaking on your behalf and for Found in Faith because she's really been." Um, Gosh, I've been talking to her about uh, the idea for the ministry since way before it started, way before we had a building, way before there was anything, really. So um, she's kind of been along for the ride with me. I was going to say, so what do, I mean, what are your the plans that you want to do with J-Dog, I mean, that you would like to do? Yeah, so they, um, well, Chad, do you want to talk about, like, what you guys do, I guess, the junk removal service? Yep. And then, so yeah. So we are, and I'll give you kind of... Uh, I'll give you our little, my, my elevator pitch, and then I'll walk you through it uh, based on like the lessons we've learned up to this point. Okay. So when we originally got into this, residential junk removal is what we do. That is, we, we show up to homes uh, and we remove a couch. You buy a new couch, we would show up here to this office and we would clean this room out. Right. Uh, that is our typical. Yeah, you would have a field day up here. <laughs> it'd be, it, well, so funny you say that it is kind of like a field day you get yeah. you know you get two three guys depending on how big the job is sometimes four guys uh and you just kind of go gangbusters and get after it and you know we could we could have this done in probably an hour wow yeah um and then we would call found in faith ministries and we would say hey, look we have all these nice chairs we have all these tables and stuff you know you uh like the donations then we're trying to schedule it to where they come uh, once a month and do pickups and uh, pick stuff up from our warehouse in Glen Burnie. In Glen Burnie? Yep. So you're coming from Philly down to Glen Burnie? Yep. So we have, all right, so here's that. So our geographic footprint is Baltimore to Philadelphia. Okay. Along the 95 corridor. And we have a warehouse in Glen Burnie and we have a warehouse in Philadelphia. Okay. Right outside of Philadelphia uh, where we run our trucks out of that just kind of service the whole area and they bring material back to be sorted donated recycled okay repurposed yep so all, so all the stuff you get is either donated or recycled you don't sell anything negative we do not sell anything okay if anybody calls you let them know now there is a fee right absolutely I mean, you're not a non-profit you have to charge we are a business that is for profit and we're really on a mission to to employ veterans okay that is because kind of going back to what we were talking about before we started recording is uh there's something about that common bond, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know how to get a job done. Absolutely, well, yeah. <laughs> I know, that's you true. Know, well, yeah, your safety, yeah, your safety there. oriented. There's teamwork. There's all these different aspects. It's just trying discipline. to discipline. Kind of, there's discipline, uh, especially for the Marines, but uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but trying to, you know, from a business perspective, it's. It's been great because it's kind of like finding great guys that are mission-oriented. Mm-hmm. It's more than junk removal. We're, we're giving people space back in their homes. We're cleaning out basements. We're coming in to save the day when, uh, you know, a spouse passes away and, you know, they're grief-stricken and they have to figure out, oh, my gosh, now I have to move this house. I have to downsize. I have to, you know, we're, we're empathetic. Our guys come in. We treat, uh, I like to tell the guys that, like, you know, they, they all treat uh, each customer as if it was like, you know, they treat the older It's like a support like, group. Yeah, absolutely. Like they treat them like that was their grandmother. I was going to say, because yeah. there's something like that. I mean, when you have a veteran company coming in to help, and, mm-hmm. and you are a widow, talking to other veterans, I mean, that that helped. I, I would think that would help a lot, especially Absolutely. compared to somebody that 
doesn't know what you're really going through. Yep. Well, and I, I think um, with the type of service um, that you guys have and the employment opportunity, it's it's generally one that it, it's you may not get the highest, if it wasn't veteran-based, you might not get the highest caliber, mm-hmm. you know, person because it's a fairly entry-level or, you know, pay-wise, it, yep. the pay scale. Yeah. So just from that angle alone, having somebody that um, is a veteran and that's, um, has those values already instilled and yep. has all of those things. You don't get that sort of um, yeah. personality with just regular kind of everyday Joe. Yep. You might not. You're not going to get the same service. Yeah. You're going to get people that don't care because it's just a job and they rather not be doing that particular job anyway. That's true. So I kind of have a vision for for J Dog from a employment perspective, like from our uh, recruiting, is that this. In, in this industry, like if you look at our major competitors, and st- there is a high turnover of, yeah. of personnel because it is. It's, it's, I mean, my hands are all cut up. I was, I'm gutting a house right now uh, in Philly. And uh, so there's, there is high turnover. Mm-hmm. But anecdotally, what, I, what I've learned from getting out and transitioning is that we don't, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know. I knew that my job that I had in the Marine Corps wasn't really what interested me once I got yeah. out. Uh, I quickly learned that, like, I can do a lot with my hands. It feels good to get stuff done. Um, so I don't see this as being anyone's forever job necessarily. I just kind of, because we are located in, in all other major cities, I kind of see us being a, a stepping stone or a landing pad for guys that are transitioning out that you already know are going to go through two, three jobs within the first 18 months that they're out. Yeah. Why don't they just come work with guys that – uh, I've already transitioned out that understand the GI Bill process, that, that understand uh, just kind of how to navigate through the transition because it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it can be a, a cumbersome thing to, to transition Yeah, out. especially if guys that are, you know, coming from Afghanistan or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're working with other veteran, veterans, especially veterans that, you know, have been there or mm-hmm. other places, again, it, it's like it's a support group. Absolutely, I believe. and I think that's a you know makes a big difference because if I if I just got back from Afghanistan, I get a job with a company, and I'm going out to help somebody. And I'm riding with Joe Schmo, yep. who is just some college graduate. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna be able to talk to him about all that stuff. Yep. You know, and God only knows what kind of questions they would be asking me. That's what I was going to say, or worse yet, they're, you know, they don't necessarily know. I wouldn't know how to, you know, I might ask the wrong things or well, yeah, trigger, you know, that. yeah. So I think that that's another important thing that what we do is, so we <laughs> are, are um, we have about 33 guys mm-hmm. from Baltimore to Philadelphia, uh, and I'm included in that. 70% is... We, uh, veterans is what we try to keep right because I do think that it is necessary to have like-minded individuals that you know bring something to the table but didn't necessarily serve yeah um, because it's like you just said you wouldn't know how to really have that conversation I think that educating people on how to have that conversation is huge yeah. huge when it comes to the transition and how guys kind of figure out because when I first got out like when we were first talking, I, you know, I went down to Parisano as a drill instructor. We were like, oh man, really? I loved it down there. Yeah, well, so that's the thing is, <laughs> Marines, are a little, over Marines are a little, uh, a little crazy, but 
That's, I'm not talking about as a drill instructor. When I went to boot camp, that's and I, and I would do boot camp all over again. Yeah, so being a drill instructor is like that on yeah. steroids. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, those were like my glory days. But when I first got out, not that I was like telling people to, expecting the people to have that you reaction. You were at them. Yeah, it yeah. was just kind of like, a, oh, yeah, you know, I was a drill instructor. But people just don't even... It doesn't even register. There's not a grid. Because they never had that experience. And I didn't really understand it in the beginning. It's like, man, nobody really, like, cares about, like, it doesn't matter. It's not relevant. It doesn't, you know, but that's just not the case. They just don't get it. And there's just, like, a a certain level that, that both people have to come to in order to have that conversation. But once people understand, uh, you know, what it is, it's, it's. Unless they've seen the movie The DI or Full Metal Jacket, they don't have a clue. When you say drill instructor, they're looking at you like you have two heads. Yeah. You know, like, what is that? You know, it's just, <laughs> okay, crash. And actually, my son was interesting in the Marine Corps, and like a dummy, I let him watch Full Metal Jacket when yeah. he was about 10. Uh-huh. He's like, are the drill instructors really like that? I said, well, they were. I ain't going in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I blew that opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But oh well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, actually, with with J Dog, do they have any um, people fresh out of high school employed? Uh, so we do employ guys that are you know eighteen years old. Okay. Um, so I tried at over the last. They have to be eighteen. Well, yes. Okay. And they have to be uh, twenty-one to actually get their DOT card. Uh, to drive our trucks but they could still be uh, a helper on a truck um oh yeah so i tried to go to debt to get guys to employ out of debt programs delayed entry programs yeah so like let's say you join the marine corps but you're or the army or whatever and there's that waiting period before you ship off to boot camp Mm oh yeah you sometimes need employment and why not work with guys that could like get you prepped for boot camp like a mentor uh it, it didn't really you know, we, we got a couple guys out of it. It wasn't ex- very fruitful, right? I guess. There's a little seasonality to what we do, too, which is also kind of something we're trying to combat uh, and figure out, which is uh, getting in. Like, so now we're trying to get into a little bit of commercial business where we can right. get that repetitive uh, business where we can show up. We're doing a lot more demo. Uh, we're doing a lot of construction uh, debris removals for construction companies working for general contractors going in oh, and okay. ripping a bathroom or a kitchen out really quick. Uh, getting our guys OSHA certified. Uh, the Department of Labor just approved us for a uh, apprenticeship program. Oh, uh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's great. See, so that's, really, that's why I was asking you about high school. Yeah. Because we, we had a group on here, about, and we were talking about, you know, skilled labor and trades in high uh-huh. school, which they don't, they don't teach. No. But a lot of them, and uh, Thompson Automotive here in Hartford County, they just started an apprenticeship program yep. with one of the local schools. That's great. To where they're teaching mechanics or even auto body mechanics because mm-hmm. that's a dying mm-hmm. yeah, it thing. Is. Yeah. But I think with you, with what you do with being veteran owned, mm-hmm. there's a lot of kids in high school that they, I mean, unfortunately, in, I don't want to say unfortunately, in school they're pushing college. Mm-hmm. That's what they're pushing. Yep. They're not pushing apprenticeship programs. They're not pushing the military or anything like that. And I think of an apprenticeship program with you guys, it helps in it's two ways. It, number one, it could help you know with your business, of course, mm-hmm. but it also gives these people that are on the cuff of whether they want to join the military or not mm-hmm. 
the opportunity to talk to people that have been there. Talking to a recruiter, as you know, talking to a recruiter is one thing. Oh, he's on a mission. Right. What's a recruiter? <laughs> he's on a mission. A recruiter's a salesperson. Yeah. Yep. You know, but when you're talking to other veterans that have been through it, mm -hmm. I think it makes a difference. Absolutely. Again, having that conversation. Like yeah. When you, you know, when you start having that conversation and people start putting their uh, experiences out there and people start mm -hmm. talking about yeah. things that, you know, interest them and where they, you know. And as you see, and I think that that would do one of two things. It's either going to encourage this person, this young kid that's on the cuff of joining the military, either to go ahead and join mm -hmm. or realize, whoa, no, this is not for me. I don't want to join. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? If that's if you're doing that, if you're you're the one that don't want to join, I'd rather you do that than go ahead and already join and while you're going through boot camp realize, oh, no, this ain't for me. Of course, there's other civil services. Yeah. You can get firemen, police officers. Yeah, because I mean how many people now that's one of the things I I I don't know if they had it when you were in. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand now you go into boot camp, you can quit if you don't like it. Well actually I yeah, I mean, uh, more that, or less. I don't know how it's phrased. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can, you can quit, but um, it's a general discharge, not dishonorable. Yeah, I don't think it's a dishonorable discharge. No, it's not. There, yeah, there it's, was there were ways. A lot changed. Uh, yeah. Policies changed, and you know, uh, yeah, there there are some things now that yeah. that'll you know, I, get I remember, you out of there quicker than others. I remember when I went in at boot camp, we had uh, a young guy in. And he actually went down with me on the same bus, Baltimore. And, and but I think like after two weeks, well, you know, does Paris Island still have the three level barracks? Yep. Okay. And when the, your first time you're on the third level. Yep. So well, that's a receiving. Okay. Yeah. He realized he didn't want to be there. Now keep in mind, this is back in '81, so you couldn't just quit. You drank a bottle of whisk. Yeah. That didn't work. Oh. Jumped at the third floor window, broke his arm. That didn't work. <laughs> Man. He finally had to uh, sign some papers back then because you weren't allowed to be something, and yeah. that's how he got out. And uh, it's like, <laughs> why? It, I mean, if he would have talked to other veterans yeah. and got and found out how it is and realized he couldn't hack it, I would say probably he, well, maybe he wouldn't have wasted the drill instructor's time and yeah, but I think that's part of the process. Well, yeah. That's part of identifying, like, is it for you, is it not for you? you yeah. Know? I mean, that's part of the training process and kind of like... You know. God, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I did. Yeah, we, we had guys show up all the you time. You can still that, train, that Rich. <laughs> I can train, but I can't I can't join. In. No, no, no. When 9-11 happened, I went to re-enlist, and they told me I was too old. Yeah. You, you can go do a go rock. How what? You can go do yeah. a go rock. I think just having this, yeah, having this kind of conversation, getting involved with stuff like that, you are, you're, you're still kind of serving, you know. Wait, wait, still, hold on, I'm lost now. What's a go rock? Um, Going to hike. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. But get um, the go rock challenges are they're led by um, a special forces cadre, and that's the closest I've ever gotten to military because they wouldn't allow me to join. Um, do you go hiking? No, no, it's it's kind of funny. Like I, ever since I've been out, like I'm not running unless I absolutely unless have, you to. have to. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, you know. Yeah, I, I go out hiking with the dogs. That's why I got up to three hundred pounds. You know. Yeah. Well, these things they um you you carry a, a rock. Um, uh, anybody over one fifty has to carry thirty pounds plus your stuff. Um, and they just the special forces forces guys take you out twelve hours, twenty four hours, whatever you sign up for. 
and they kick your ass. That's that's essentially what they do. I mean, we did. That could be fun. Yeah, I mean, you're carrying all kind of stuff, and they do it um, in all different cities. Like I did um, my second one in Philly, and okay. we were, you know, they start at one o'clock in the morning, and they put us in the uh, what's that, Sukiesil River or Schuylkill? Schuylkill, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we walk behind the um, the that art museum there, yeah. the Philadelphia yeah, Museum yeah. of Art, right? Mm -hmm. And the Schuylkill River is back there. And we're walking up to it, and it's like 1.30 in the morning, and it's got, and we just did a whole bunch of PT, and it's got this nasty green layer of film. Oh. Yeah. And they were like, go head in. Yeah. And we're like, oh, God. And so we're, you Get know, some. all the way down. Yeah. But, and carrying tires across, you know, so. Um, but it's, it's fun, and I'll keep want, you in shape. Made you want to join the military, didn't it? I, you know, I, I, it, actually, those <laughs> those little challenges taught me that I could push myself way harder than I ever realized. That's what it is. My yeah. girlfriend just did a mud run, and I'm like, I okay. can't believe that people pay <laughs> to get, like, no, I don't want to pay you to go cross yeah, the we mud. Got paid. And just, I mean, yeah, <laughs> do, do an old course or, like... Get muddy on some monkey bars. Like, no, nah, I'm not paying you to. Yeah. Well, you had the real you. life experience. But right? I think I think you're absolutely right. Like, that's definitely something you learned. That your mind can mm -hmm. take you way further than your body. Yeah. yeah. Way further. I was feeling old the other day. I was talking to a friend of mine, and her boyfriend just went into the military. And she was talking about the mile and a half run. When we went in, it was it's IST, your initial training. Yeah. You have to get. You have to run. I believe. It is a mile and a half in no more than 13 minutes, in less than 13 minutes, just to get yeah, down to Paris Island. Yeah, that's what she was saying. That seemed and like then, a long time. And then your PFT is three miles. And I don't know what the new time is. I know they just revamped all of the uh, physical fitness standards. Well, was it the original mile and a half, was it originally 13 miles? I, I mean, 11, 13 11 or 13, 11 and a half or 13, I don't know. That just seems like a long time. And yeah. we, we did something like that at uh, the Go Rock. Um, we did one at Fort Bragg. Yeah. And um, we had to do the sit-ups, the push-ups. They didn't, we didn't do the run, but we did the rock um, 12 miles in three hours. Okay. And we had to, you know, and then we get back, it's like six o'clock in the morning. He was like, all right, who's ready to start the challenge? And we're all like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, <'tw> <laughs> yeah you we got some nice hot spots after 12 miles and yeah, like that's, that's good. Yeah, three hours. Yeah. He was, you know, um, he set the pace and plenty of us kept up with him, but there was quite yeah, a few I've, that I've did done, not. I've done, <laughs> I've done a lot of those hikes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like my knees are screaming right now just hearing you talk about it. I'm like, well, you probably had a lot more. You guys, regular rocks, rocks like 80 pounds or something, right? Well, in boot camp, I mean, yeah. we're, we're yeah. doing, we're doing hikes. I mean, you're just running around a platoon with a backpack on all day long screaming. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I remember, um, one summer, summer of 83. We were in Little Creek, Virginia, okay. training uh, midshipmen and SEALs. And our gunnery sergeant was a Vietnam vet. Really gung-ho. Was that TBS, like Quantico area? Triangle? No. Nah. Okay. No. Nah, uh, this is Little Creek, Virginia. Is, it's basically right there by Virginia Beach. Okay. Yeah, right. it was All nice. Right. <laughs> so, right. But he, uh, it was like 103 degrees that day. So, of course, nobody's out there. He gets us all. He says, "All right, come on, guys, let's go. Where are we going? We're going for a run." And the way we thirteen miles, and the way he did it, we start off slow pace, then yeah. start running, slow down, do calisthenics, yeah. just because he went. He said, "We got to show these squids how it's done." That's it. <laughs> okay, Gunny, you didn't tell Gunny no. <laughs> you did not tell him no. 
So it's it's funny because um, when we were talking about the Brotherhood, mm -hmm. and there's what's the website military.com, mm -hmm. and I found you know there's some brothers I served with then, but Facebook. Ever since Facebook, I hooked up with my first sergeant. Wow, Jumpin' Joe, and he's still he's st still out. Uh, was it Arizona? Kind of. He's gonna yell at me if I get it wrong again. Yeah. But uh, he's still, yeah. Yeah, technology has definitely changed it, the game and, and, and put a lot of people in contact. Oh, yeah. like it, it's great. I kind of I'll go on and I'll see uh, I'll see some of my former recruits, drill instructors now. Mm -hmm. There's like three of them, I think, and it's wow. it's amazing to see it. It's yeah. makes you feel good, doesn't it? It does make you feel good. It does make you feel good, and I think that that's kind of what's changed generationally. Is I think technology's kind of changed the game for yeah. how guys kind of transition out and kind of access the information and and all that. I think like, it helps a lot too. It absolutely does help, but like things like uh, the VFW. Like I'm mm -hmm. a member of the Marine Corps League. But, okay. I mean, don't yell at me because I haven't joined yet. Well, no. So that that's the thing is, is it's you know you talked about going out and passing out flyers to kind of get veterans to, yeah. to have conversations with and not get anything back. I think technology. So there's a big gap with the VFWs and with uh, the American Legions and, yeah. and all of that stuff with technology. Like there's not enough platform. Uh, I don't have the solution necessarily. But it's just something that I've kind of like identified being out like, man, there's, this is kind of a crowded, such a crowded space. And everybody's just kind of like, like if everybody could just communicate and talk together, it would. How's your detachment doing member wise? I'm the youngest guy by probably 45 years. Really? 40 years, yeah. yeah. So you guys are still hurting for members. I, have, I mean, I don't know nationally what it's looking like, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a different time. Like, I don't. See, but, and that's one of the things that shocks me. And even when my, my father, who was, you know, Korean War vet, yeah. but even when he was in the Legion and VFW, even then they were hurting for members. And now. The Legion's VFWs, I guess the Marine Corps League Detect, are still hurting for members, and there's a lot of veterans out there. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why. I feel like a lot of guys don't want anything to do with it when they get out. That could be too. Yeah, yeah they don't want to deal with the. You know, I, st I still I throw a, a Marine Corps reunion every like the way it's looking now. It's been every other year. Right. But I'm having one again this year because obviously birthplace of the Marine Corps is Philadelphia. Comes to ever. So I'll have probably ten guys fly in from a couple guys from Texas. A really. Guys from Lejeune. One of my buddies is still active. Guys that I deployed with back in '05. Guys I was down in the drill field with. Uh, guys from all over uh, will come up. Um, Lejeune? Yeah, yeah. Coming up That's from Lejeune. That's where I was, 3rd Battalion, 2nd Marines, Evil sure. Eye. Yep. Loved it. Yeah. It's funny because well, when, when I went in, my first duty station was Jersey. And then once I got to Lejeune, because I was infantry, yeah. man, it's like the whole world opened up. Yeah. That's where my grandfather was. Cape Lejeune? Mm-hmm. And, and I grew up singing... Um, What's that song from the halls of Montezuma? The Marine Corps. Yeah, Corps <laughs> he, he, would, <laughs> he would sing that to me all the time. <laughs> you start singing that, we're gonna have to lock our bodies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. So I've got a question. What are some of the um, the most pressing issues that veterans are facing right now? Different errors. I'm yeah, I think PTSD. I think uh, VA. You know, uh, VA hospitals, I, I know uh, 
but a friend of mine that I served with, and then he went in the army, mm-hmm. and he was uh, was he in Afghanistan, I think, and his Humvee hit an IED, mm-hmm. and it messed up his back, and he lives up in Wisconsin, and um, of course medical discharge, but you know he, they flew him to Germany. He's like, what are you doing? No, he went to stay there, so I'm fine. I'm fine. Typical Marine Corps mm-hmm. attitude, and um, he got back home. I think he said it took a year and a half before he could finally get into the VA for surgery. I think it's just a negative connotation because of experiences like that, that that my generation kind of like avoids the Mm -hmm. VA. Um, But as far as like the biggest issues facing, I don't think that, like there's kind of been, and I don't want to sound like, I feel like a lot of guys get out with a sense of entitlement almost. Like, yeah. I served, like, what are people going to do for me now? Like, what, like there's almost like a, the whole setting up of transitioning out. They go into, think about it when you join. When you join, you, you go to boot camp, and there's a, an enlistment process. And it's, I mean, boot camp itself is three months long. I'm not saying that we should mm-hmm. take that much time on the back end of it. But on the back end, you go through five days of classes, and then it's like, all right, well, okay, like, see ya. Thank you. Good luck. Yeah. Like here, you know, and that's, and not saying that the Marine Corps didn't, like they paid for me to go to school, the GI Bill. I mean, obviously I, I put into that and I signed yeah. up for that whenever I first joined, but there really isn't a de-enlistment process. And that's my area of focus. And that's where I really, really think that a difference needs to be made. Again, because of the positive outcomes of getting guys reacclimated and reintegrated back to Back so into society. Yeah, back within the communities. I mean, these are guys that within like Philadelphia uh, proper, these are guys that don't want to be block captains. These are guys that are going to take pride in their streets, mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. keep them up. These are guys that are going to, you know, just be involved and be good members of society. Right. Yeah, I, I hate to compare it, but in a way, it's almost like being in prison. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. Know, when you get out of prison, yeah. you got, oh, yeah. it, it's, you're going back into society and it's, it's nothing like it was in there. Right. And it's the same with the military. It's hard. A lot of people don't know what they want to and do. And a lot of people can't find that. Like, a lot of people don't. Like, me getting into J-Dog, mm-hmm. it, it was right place, right time, right yeah. people. Like, it was uh, it was serendipity. I couldn't have I couldn't have planned it better, how it all played out. Um, but there's an entire demographic of guys that just completely gets, like, if you didn't lose a limb mm-hmm. or if you don't suffer from heavy PTSD or you, you know, like, there's really not many opportunities out there for you as far as like getting like involved a, within it. A case management. I know that's the, that's the term I use in, in my profession, but that's really what it is. It's working with somebody one-on-one to find out like, okay, what's your plans? Where are you going home to? Mm-hmm. What yeah. are you thinking about? And that is does take time with yeah. people to really explore and look into, you know, what their options are, what their resources are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the DOD, like, I think that they just made some new changes as far as, like, uh, within the DOD, within the transition period. But the, with how they're actually transitioning out, like, I think they're now going to assign people case. Case workers. But again, yeah. yeah, but again, it's like it doesn't really, what is that really changing? What is that really affecting? Just because that guy's going to get out and he's going to go back home and he's going to be... Well, he needs somebody. Well, back and, that, and that's that's what with. case managers are supposed to do. Well, that, they're, they're supposed to kind of. I I know f- for my clients, um, when when they come into our program, I'm asking about every single area of their life, and yeah. I want to know where where are you, 
um, and what you need in that area, you know, particularly um, jobs, school, that sort of thing, um, because they're such a critical component of, of life. And if people don't know, that it, it takes time to explore that with them and uh -huh. to have them, like I set them up on information interviews, I connect them, you know, um, like, hey, let's look into these certification programs, let's just look through the college booklet and mm -hmm. see, you know, just circle some things that kind of stick out to you or you think you might want to learn. What did you always want to be when you were a little kid? What was mm -hmm. really interesting? Like, you know, so that's what they're actually supposed to do, but it's a long, that's not something that can be done in a week mm -hmm. or, yeah. you know, um, if somebody knows what they want to do, that's different. That's kind of easy, but yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking for Marines, I, like I just didn't, we're not the best planners. <laughs> like, yeah. here I was, like, just re-enlisted, and they opened up Voluntary Separations Program, and I was like, boom, yep, that's me. I'm just going to go ahead and get out after 11 years, and yeah. I know I'm going to go to school, but uh, I don't really know what I'm going to do for a job. And, you know, I was very fortunate and very lucky to kind of, like, for it to play out the way it has, but a lot of guys don't really have that plan. and. Right. I kind of see J-Dog as being, again, going back to that a landing spot, yeah. is like if we could have a place where guys can go back into every single city and at that one hub, there are resources, right. employment resources, counseling resources, financial resources, you name it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's tons of corporations and businesses out there that want to mm -hmm. hire veterans that are, have all these initiatives. Uh, I don't really know. Home Depot is a big one. Right? Yeah, but... I, I feel like a lot of people can say, hey, I, I want to hire 10,000 veterans, but like, what does that mean? Well, what does that really mean? Are you, or you got them hired, now what? Yeah. Like, are you implementing programs to help? Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Well, right. Um, I think it's what's so unique about what we're doing. We are literally the first military branded service organization out there. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a unique thing. You're, you're seeing more veteran, well, not like what J Dog does, yep, but yep. I mean, you are seeing more veteran-owned businesses. Yep. Now, what I don't like is you have some people say they're a veteran-owned business. It's just I think some people do take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, sure. Just like you have businesses out there now, they'll take advantage of it, uh, uh, saying they are a women-owned a woman-owned business. Mm -hmm. But technically, they're not. They're putting their wife's name on it, but mm -hmm. it's not a woman-owned business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think you're seeing businesses like that. They say they're veteran-owned, but in a way they are, they are, but they're not. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like yeah. a lot of stuff kind of catches up to you. Yeah. I feel like it all goes full circle at some point. That, that, yeah, that'll like come you, back. Yeah. I, I've, there's one thing I've learned being in business for the last three years is that if you just lean forward with good intentions That's and integrity. do right by people yeah. and do what say what you're going to do and do what you, exactly. what you say. That exactly. is the most important always thing. Always going with a positive attitude. Beyond, well, I don't always have a positive attitude, but I try to... Uh, but you try. I always go in and try to look for the for the best outcome. But even if you're having a bad day, you're not going to let it show to that customer. No, nah, I'm going to go bash that's all on part some of the, bad day. But that's all part of the military thing, to, uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's... Because yeah. I think if you... You go in with a bad attitude or you're having a bad day and the customer sees that, what happens? They give bad reviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that can hurt your business. You know? Yeah, so that, that's that telling guys, you know, we're ambassadors. Like, that's what's really been, been inspiring about this whole thing is to watch how, like, just how natural 
services for guys yeah. that have served. Like watching how they interact with a customer just because they want to help. They want to solve that problem. They want to be the solution to that problem. It's That's where the, the key is to this whole thing. That's the, that's the juice behind this whole thing. I know you mentioned doing um, that you do background checks on your guys mm-hmm. and stuff too. Yep. And the work um, that I do, the whole reentry thing with uh, you know people coming out of jail, yep. um, is just such a, I have a lot of... Yeah. Opinions about of that. Of course. Um, but is that is that an opportunity that you offer um, guys at all? And I only ask that because a, a lot of people coming out of jail. I mean, they're they're coming from backgrounds that are just mm-hmm. not uh, have not instilled good values at all. And I feel like being surrounded mm-hmm. on a team of military guys mm-hmm. c- helps to bring them up to see who they really can be, kind of yeah. thing. So it's kind of tricky. Being a for-profit business and having uh, a business where we are going into people's People's homes, homes, that it kind of depends. That's why I would like to see potentially a thrift store down the line or or some other maybe not customer-facing uh, arm of this right. that way that we could offer that like second chance yeah absolutely something like that that way we could develop something like that but right now in these early uh stages of growth and trying to really like you know grow our business it's important that we get the right people in the right seats kind right of, right yeah, yeah. j-dog thrift store yeah <laughs> could yeah. work why not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. now how does how, how would a veteran or a group of veterans or whatever if they want to work for you or if mm-hmm. they want to start a franchise how would they go about doing that uh so they can go to www.jdogjunkremoval.com uh, and if you're looking for employment there's a tab on there uh, join our team and then you just submit your information it'll go to our corporate office and they'll s- send that uh resume or that that inquiry to the uh respective franchise uh, within that area uh, and you can also go to the same website, punch in your zip code, and uh, submit a form for an estimate. And someone from uh, my team will reach out, call you, set up an appointment, we'll come out and look at what you have, and or I'll reach out to people that are inquiring about employment opportunities. And uh, yeah. Now, and since there, there's not a J-Dog here in Harford County, right? There is. It's it's my franchise. Uh, it's you. Yep. yep. Okay, well, that's what you're saying Philly, yeah. so. Yeah, so that's Philly. the. You're based out of Philly, but you service Exactly. We have two okay. We have two hubs that we operate. The uh, Glen Burnie. A total of okay. uh, eight trucks out of. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. That's really cool. That just that. So, so I'm kind of curious, what are, um, what are you looking for in employees if they're not a veteran? Like what are the? <laughs> um, those are kind of like referral based. Like okay. if, if that makes sense, that's just kind of how it's been. Like obviously, I'll give anybody an opportunity if I, you know. I'll, uh, but like during the summer, seasonal, we get a lot of college kids that are back on uh, break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All day long, we'll we'll take them and help us take down some sheds and pull out hot tubs and clean out basements and. All day long. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you guys ever set up at any uh, events, festivals, or anything like that? Yeah, we do. Uh, we try to be as involved in the community as possible. I organize like Earth Day cleanups. Uh, Toys for Tots was huge last year. Uh, um, we're always going to like beer fest. We'll set up tents and uh, stuff like that. But we, again, we're in an early stage. Like we're just 
grind and out there just trying to get it. That's a whole separate story. Outreach is that's it is, and I've been kind of other person that (laughs) I've been kind of dual hatting, like doing a lot of stuff. And now, man, I have a great team. Like our guys are awesome, and we would not be anywhere where we are today without our everyone that's on our team today. Uh, But wearing all those different hats and kind of trying to figure out where to, you know, put the time. How many people on your team? There's 33, counting me. For, for your franchise? Yep. Wow. Yep. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're, but you're still out doing the, the work part, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're all out doing the work. We're all doing the front, the back, the middle, the in between. It's, but it's it's fun. It really yeah. is. It's fun. I, I miss that a little bit with um, Found in Faith, just yeah, because we're. I was just we're, gonna say you're not as active as you were. So. No. Oh my God. I, <laughs> <laughs> 20 hours a volunteer a week on top of my full-time job is is a lot um you know but but i'm not as active in the building with mm-hmm. the coordination piece of it because my responsibility is ultimately the outreach the awareness and funding like i've got to keep us in the building i've got to recruit the board members and the um committees and organize the events and write the grants and so that's just you know and and take care of the website and the social media and all of those other back-end things um that you know it just that that's very time consuming you're back to doing the website no i mean i sort of sort of i update the stuff but i have to i have to make sure the the content's all up to date so even if i'm not the one in there maybe making the changes i'm the one in there that's reviewing saying what changes have to be made and shooting that over to the website person and then reviewing their work and i just got bogged down with stuff yeah no that's okay that's (laughs) okay what do i do i take all more stuff to get bogged you know that's a lot yeah and that's a really um important point actually is that volunteer management is really it's it's a lot (laughs) because you're not because we're not paying anybody yet that's what we're raising the money to work on is to get an employee or two because we really you know we've identified a serious need in this county and the calls just continue going up and up and up um which is good that means the county's initiatives to get people housed is working but if you get them housed, just like if you get, you know, a homeless guy a job, if he's only got one pair of clothes to wear to that job, it's just that last little piece. If if somebody's got a roof over their head, but their living daily life is literally on the floor, it's just that last little piece. And it's such yeah. an, in terms of, um, you know, actual... Um, need there's plenty of abundance to meet that need you know that you're picking up stuff you know so it's just being the conduit and having the the volunteer and the volunteer management um to do that but when life gets hard whatever volunteer stuff they're doing that tends to be the first thing to go yeah so that's you know um that that's a big challenge for sure are you guys going to be doing another open house um, so we've actually been doing tours, uh, you know, when because um, we're always, you know, the the board and whatnot are always out um, kind of spreading awareness, you know, yeah. and we have different, um, always seeking other partners and that sort of thing. So it's just a little bit more low-key. It's, it doesn't qu- take quite the time and energy, right. you know, it just, um, so our tours, um, we were doing, we did a couple of them on Friday afternoons. Um, but we found, yeah. You gotta do another bit. open house. I, you know, we haven't grilled a lot this year. <laughs> <laughs> we love, in, in the Lions Club, we love to grill, as mm-hmm. you can yeah. tell. But we, uh, 
that's one of the things we do. We'll try to help other nonprofits as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So when they had their open house, we grilled for that. They did the St. Jude's Bikeathon. We grilled for that. Uh, the Color Run. We grilled for that. There's a rotating homeless shelter that comes around. We grill for that. Mm-hmm. Sleep in Heavenly Peace. We grilled for that. It's like, right. and, and we just get the food and donate it. It's that's just awesome. It's something you know. Yeah, we love to do. Yeah, you know. that's great. Yeah. So yeah. now what I got to do now, what I, I know I need to do is at our next festival, which could will probably be our pet festival in June, get you guys down here to set up. All right. Because I would love, I, I think I, that's my goal now. I want to push, especially veteran and fellow, you know, fellow devil dog. I want to push your businesses. People need junk removal. I appreciate And hauling. That. You know, call J-Doll. Yeah, it's the beautiful thing about this business is it's it's a service that literally everyone needs. At their home, everyone's got yeah. a closet that they need cleaned out or something in their shed they need to throw away or something. We just want to be the, the people that they call. Right. Actually, let me ask you this. Do you guys, I, I didn't, you probably have to get it from corporate, do you guys have ads that you put on websites or radio? Sure. We well, no, that that would be on my franchise level. Send it to me because what I want to do for the month of November and December. Yep. Actually, closing out the year. Uh-huh. Veteran-owned business. I want to give them free advertising. Sweet. And and send it to me, and I'll push it on the any audio I could put on the podcast. Great. Banners I could put on the website. I appreciate that. You know, whatever. I can you should do. come up and do a podcast from uh, Cookies Tavern on oh, 10 November. God. It's a Sunday. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'll be up there. Uh, oh, is that your reunion? Well, I mean, that's the, that's the Marine, Marine Corps, Corps birthday. birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was found okay. in Philadelphia, so it's... Okay. Everybody, it's you should do it. They shut down the road. Okay. They bring a tank in. It's, it's insane. The, I, would lo- I would love to, but the that weekend's always, always our busiest weekend because Veterans we... Day. Well, it ain't just that. We do... Um, I have a DJ company, too. Okay. And... There's a friend of ours that puts on a big bull roost every year, and the money raised goes to the Michael J. Fox Foundation okay. for Parkinson's. So we DJ that, and that's on the 9th. All right. And then well, the next day is the Marine Corps birthday, which I, every year I get so frustrated because my daughter, my son, my wife, nobody in my family wishes me a happy birthday. I still haven't gotten a cake or anything. Yeah. Yeah, you got to come to Cookies then. You got to come, come, come And then the 11th is Veterans Day. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Monday. So, um, yeah, I would, God, I would love to, but I know there ain't no way I'd make it back by Monday. Uh, Marine Corps Ball, when you're hooking up with a bunch of uh, jarheads, yeah, this you is, better uh, get a hotel. You're seeing kilts. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Lots I love that. Lots of motorcycles. That. There's going to be a bunch but of then, And that's the other thing. I mean, that's talking about the Brotherhood. I, I have, I don't see any other branch that celebrates their birthday the way the Marine Corps does. Mm. No. We're a special kind of crazy. Man. <laughs> yes. We are, we are a, a unique breed. As a matter of sure. fact, I got, um, I take it. Have you ever been to Eighth and I? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, um, every year, and I haven't been the past couple of years, I would get a group of people and we would go down there. Eighth and I is the Marine Corps barracks in Washington, D.C. Okay. So you can go there and see the Drum and Bugle Corps okay. and the Silent Drill Platoon. Yeah. So I've taken my cousin who was Air Force and of mm-hmm. course he was impressed. Yeah. I've taken my wife a couple of times, my daughter, my son, uh, my sister, and just 
everybody's impressed. Well, now they've been bugging me. You got to do it again. And yeah. they went to do a bus trip. The oh, Lions okay. Club. So Have you been to the museum yet? No. Oh, you got to go. I know. You My brother-in-law has, go. and he's Air Force. It is unreal. That's what he said. It is unreal. That's Quantico, right? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I want to get there. The building looks like uh, the Iwo Jima Memorial. Oh, like you're coming over 95, and as soon as you get over that little hilltop, you start to see the monuments. Beautiful. The inside, you walk into the uh, Bella Wood room. It's freezing. Really? Or the Chosen Reservoir room. I mean, it's freezing. You walk into the uh, Desert Storm room. You're walking through a helicopter. It's vibrating. It's hot in there. It's, wow. That's cool. That's really cool. I have to get that there. It's an awesome museum. I, I, I uh, See, when it comes to stuff like that with the Marine Corps, I, I get very emotional. Oh, yeah. Uh, my... Um, my wife and kids, one year from my, because my birthday falls in June, close to Father's Day. So they yeah. decided June to one. take, June 19th. And 13th. So they decided to take, why did I just have the 13th in my head? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they took me to Arlington and um, at, to the Iwo Jima Memorial, too. And, uh, of course, that was cool. I mean, yeah. I love that. But when we were going through Arlington, I didn't realize there was a memorial for when they bombed the barracks in Lebanon, yeah, '83, because yeah. uh, I was in Dornan, and I was walking through, and I'm looking at the stone, you know, the the headstones. I'm recognizing some of the names, mm -hmm. and I, that just that yeah. that did it for me. Yeah. My wife thought it was cool. I mean, like, yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. But and my my mother-in-law, my son, will purposely. I know it's on purpose, whether it's Christmas. Or my birthday, they always give me something dealing with the Marine Corps that's very that they know is going to bring out emotion. Like, really, guys, that's their happy birthday too. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And I told, I gave my wife a challenge. I said, you know what? If you get two buddies of mine I talk to all the time, you get Jaeger here and Suits here for my birthday. That'd be the best. Now Jaeger lives in Wisconsin. And my buddy uh, Suits, who's more or less like my adopted brother, lives in Italy. Yeah. So I know that ain't going to happen. Well, the real birthday present send you to uh, Italy, right? Well, you know, that's a long there. boat ride. <laughs> I don't fly. Oh. <laughs> I used to, not anymore. Until them seat cushions double as a parachute, no. <laughs> that happened. Huh? Uh -uh. And it's weird because I mean, I remember spy rigging and everything in in the core. You know, flew all the time. It didn't bother me. But yeah. '96, I had one bad experience, and that ruined it. So I'm, never I'm, Almost certain that statistically, an airplane is the safest place to yes, be. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, airplane is even safer. No, I don't want to say. I had no, a panic attack on an airplane city, but, one, yeah. once. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine, but I just I, I got I was traveling without my son, yeah. and I just kept picturing like his face and what if that was the last time I saw him and so I quietly um, cried against the window until we were had leveled out in the air. But yeah, I always feel, I a, little, I always feel a little like, you know, a little <laughs> shaky maybe uh, at takeoff and then again at landing. But, you know, I think it's just kind of recognizing it and being like, yeah, 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 yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, I'm landing. We're cool. Well, I should have knew something was wrong because we, we were flying to Florida to Orlando. Got on the plane. I always try to grab it, you know, exit seat, you yeah. know, by the door or in the aisle. Mm-hmm. So I, right next to the door, and I'm looking at the door, and I see all this clear silicone caulking around the door. And it wasn't the door where you board. It was the emergency exit. Like, okay, this was used. 
So that's that's not good. So it's like, hmm, all right. <laughs> Coming back, we hit a storm and the turbulence were bad and I didn't get my seatbelt on in time. So the lights are flashing. I'm bancing up and down and the chair ended up in the guy's lap next to me somehow. I was like, oh I got gosh. off the plane. I kissed the ground. I said, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, never again, huh? <laughs> get it. And, and my wife, or my not my wife, my sister is a flight attendant. You know, so she can get me. Yeah. One day she called me. She goes, "Come on, let's fly to Florida and meet, you know, our uncle for lunch." I'm like, <laughs> "No, yeah. nope, not a shot." <laughs> well, you mean a marine is scared? Is this what I'm hearing? Huh? <laughs> I said no, fear. no, it ain't fear. that. I just it's and I said it, if seriously, if the seat cushions would double as a parachute, not a flotation device, then yeah. I would fly, you know. Yeah. But you know what the weird thing is too. Now I have a, I have a fear of heights. How are you gonna put that thing on if it's just the plane's going down? I'm trying to like walk myself. <laughs> I'm trying to walk myself through like standing up as like a fuselage is like right. disintegrating in the air. I'm trying to like walk myself through standing up and putting this backpack on and like. We're Marines, we'll we'll, we'll I'll figure it out. I guess. I guess you're right. You know. yeah, we'll make well, it work. I, I don't know. It just right. I don't. I think I'd just start praying and just well. Well, yeah, yeah I'm going to be praying while I'm putting yeah. that parachute on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I know, I know it's, and I need to. As a matter of fact, a friend of ours, gosh, she's getting married in Ireland, and then we were invited to the wedding. I feel bad because it's like, no. So I don't fly. And her mother doesn't fly, but she is. She's going well, fear she is, to. Fear is paralyzing, man. It'll hold you back from yeah. all kinds of stuff. It's, it's It happens when you get older, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> but, oh, well. Any bit of advice to, for anybody that is thinking about going into the military? Yeah, do your homework. Do your research. Try to contact some veterans. See if you can, you know, have a couple conversations. There are a lot of guys out there that are looking to get uh, involved within the communities or just kind of looking for that, that opportunity, I guess. And uh, a high school student, you know, asking for some advice or something like that might be that opportunity. might be that, like, oh, man, like somebody out there does – want to hear what I have to say or somebody does right. care what I you know now, what I think about this so now trick you know. question yep any, any advice for for the uh, well guys getting out of the military yeah definitely do your homework okay. uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely do your homework uh, going back to the transition piece just a little bit is it when you're in the Marine Corps it's kind of like there's this uh, underlying theme of scared to get out like mm -hmm. once you get into like the E five six seven range, uh, over one enlistment, there's like this underlying like, well, what are you gonna do if you yeah. get out? Like, what, what are you gonna like? You're not gonna get it. Like, you're not gonna be able to make it. I, I would love to put an end to that. Like, it is insane the opportunity that exists out here for every single person that raises their right hand just because of who they are yeah. inherently as a person who they are there's just right. so many opportunities out there for you know for employment for growth, oh, for leaders for, oh yeah. my gosh yeah. the I mean, communities and businesses are desperate for people who know how to lead and don't need to be micromanaged and but that's who we're taking but that's who guys that are getting out of the marine corps that's who are getting out of the military in general that's who they're hearing yeah. like you're not going to Guys that have never even gotten out, guys that have spent 25 years, 20 years, their entire adult life in the military, mm -hmm. telling them what it's going to be like when they get out, when they, in fact, They've have never been this out. much of an idea yeah. because they haven't been out. Right. So I think that we just kind of need to be a little smarter with how we uh, 
how we how we hook our guys up. Like, let's foam that runway for them. Let's hook them up and get them ready yeah. for success. Yeah. Just like we would if we were sending them down to Paris Island to be trained to be Marines. Make sure they got all their paperwork. Make sure they got all their stuff straightened up. Got all their appointments. Their dental's good. Make sure everything's good. Let's do it on the way out. Let's really send people back in because that's that's the beauty in the Marine Corps. It produces Marines are great yeah. to have as a fighting force. But as as on the flip side of that, being uh, when they get back out into the civilian world, that's where the not only that, but I'm thinking, like, in terms of the families that they're coming home to, mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing yeah. that they don't kind of, <laughs> this person's changed potentially, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, what it, does the military do anything to help with that? There's so many programs out there. There's so many. There are now, yeah. Like, Stephen A. Cohen Foundation is one in Philadelphia, and they're starting okay. to get huge across the nation, but they offer free services. Mm-hmm. Uh, to veterans that are suffering from PTSD or just want to have a conversation or just want to talk. So that's kind of what I would say uh, advice to veterans or guys that are just recently getting out or getting out is go ahead and start building your, your, your circle now, your network. Support yeah. system. Yeah, start building that now, especially if you're going to a place that's unfamiliar. Uh, like if you're transitioning back to a city that isn't where you're from or where you don't know people, mm-hmm. it is your network is your yeah. net yeah. worth. Who you know and how you connect with them and, and your sounding boards and the people that you uh, seek advice from. Yeah. Mental, I'm huge on that. Always, you know, reach Mental out, health, find yeah. people to, to talk to and find people to bounce ideas off of. And uh, just find I, 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 that I would add one more thing to that, though. I would also say veterans in general, because mm-hmm. you have, you have Vietnam veterans and all that who throughout the years, it's just Agent Orange especially is yeah. one of the things that has gotten worse for people that have been in uh you were lucky uh, you weren't in camp Lejeune during the water contamination part i was yeah um so even those guys and they end up losing their jobs and there a lot of that support's not out there for them anymore mm-hmm. i think the key thing is if you're a veteran hook up with other veterans you mm-hmm. know get that that giant network mm-hmm. uh which is another thing i'm working on doing down here I want social to, media you gotta get on well, LinkedIn. Not just you, gotta media. Get on Facebook. you see all you these gotta... business networks mm-hmm. around all the time yep and i had started one before and it, it didn't go over too well i want to do one which is all veterans howard county there's a guy in howard county i'll hook you up with oh really he's yep. already doing he's, one okay yep. it, he sends out a text message yeah. that says every time a new business it's great uh, one, one yeah that's, that's, with, that's what i want to do I, anything to help you know more veterans because yeah. i think we, we all need to not just Marines. Marines already bond together. Yep. We're all ready. To, but I think all veterans need to yep. join together and help guy. each other out. And also, and we'll help Alicia out. Absolutely. Well, helping Alicia, yeah, but helping helping our family. She'll put the ruck on us and challenge us <laughs> and it. all that. That's all right. It. Alicia, you go into the slimy river first. All right. We'll follow. That's it. Be like, <laughs> look, yeah. she did it. Uh, I will, too. I'll spend my time in a bear pit, so I'm good. No no more dirty water for me. Unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Chad, thanks so much. Semper Fi. Alicia, thank you for introducing me. Yeah. You know, and thank you for coming back on finally. It only took you five years, you know. I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me a hard time. Well, we we still have to get you back on to talk about found faith and, and the differences, and I got to get Lindsay on too. She's yeah. going to yell at me. Oh yeah, with the book, yeah. yeah. Well, I do. Um, so I do just want to mention we have our home for the holidays campaign going on. Okay. Um, 
basically uh, we are hosting a couple of different small events um, throughout the county in October and November um, to help uh, raise awareness and um, raise money for our families. Our um, goal is basically it costs us about $300 um, per family to fully furnish them um, instead of the $3,000 or more that it could cost them if they were buying furniture new. So mm -hmm. that's quite, you know, quite a big jump. Um, and, and furniture really is an investment if you're wanting to purchase it on your own. Um, so, so yeah, for, for us to be able to do it for about $300 um, versus what they would be paying is, is wonderful. So right now our goal is to furnish 220 families in 2020. Um, and we're doing that wow. through family sponsorships um, of either a one-time donation of 300 or a monthly donation of 25 bucks. And you can furnish a family in Harford County. So that, that's our focus area right now. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That's Send me the information on. on that too. Yeah. Or it's probably already on Facebook, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's on Facebook. Um, it's on the website. Yeah. I'll get y'all that for I kinda, not seeing it. <laughs> it, was, it was down to the wire, um, you know, with the with the marketing person that we were working with. Um, you know, again, volunteer stuff. But fortunately, she kind of slid into home base, like right, you know, right before things were kicking off and we got it, got it hooked up. So, yeah. Get it to me, Chad. You got to get me the stuff on J-Dog. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll definitely push that. And, again, thank you. Um, Gracie? Gracie? <laughs> oh, she's she in is. my lap. Okay, there oh, she there is. <laughs> For those of you listening, Gracie is Alicia's dog who uh, didn't want to speak. She's probably going to start barking like crazy once, we're, once, once I turn it off. Aren't you? Thank you for listening to this episode of Harford County Living. You can actually go to HartfordCountyLiving.com and click on podcast. And from there, click on the episode and you, there are links to our guests and our sponsors. And I encourage you to please, please visit them. Again, that's HartfordCountyLiving.com and click on podcast. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast from there as well. You also see a banner there that says, buy me a coffee. And if you click on that, you can make a contribution to the Hartford County Living Show so we can keep this going. You can do either monthly or you can do a one-time fee. And what we're going to do at the end of each episode is mention all of those that have contributed so far. And so far, the ones that have made a contribution through Buy Me a Coffee are Robin Burke, Law Garrity, and you've heard him on the show several times, Carol Garrity, Rhonda Herb, who was actually listening up in canada kathy cindy skilton natalie forrest someone that's anonymous of course now Grisada baker and we have a monthly supporter recreating wellness